Nadal, weeknight 6A, right here on ESPN 1000. All calls welcome, Friday night calls. It's sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. We're hanging out, talking to you. We can get to some football, some Bears conversation. We had a little Bears conversation in our last hour. Um, and Abdal, right now, the Bears are still looking for an offensive coordinator. There's some names that are out there, some names that have been uh, rumored that the Bears are going to speak to. Uh, but the job is open, and it's uh, the only job that the Bears are going to fill here in the offseason that may determine how the Bears handle this quarterback situation. Will Justin Fields be back with the Bears next season? Will they use the number one pick on a quarterback when we get to the NFL draft? Yeah, and I, there's a lot of, uh, you know, that goes into those interviews, right? Like, if, you, if you're interviewing, like, they've requested, right now they've requested Shane Waldron, they've request, requested Clint Kubiak. Those are the ones that we know. They don't need to request Frank Reich. There's a couple other guys like Greg Roman they don't need to request. We might not find out about those. But, I mean, listen, usually, normally, if, if a offensive coordinator is trying to play one job against the other, it'll, it'll leak that he's an interest, right? And yeah. so then you'll find out that way. Um, but I think it's it's kind of weird to go into. See, because, like, I heard Courtney Cronin on Cap and Jay Hood this morning. And Courtney is a very good reporter. She has very good, she has great football thoughts. So no disrespect to Courtney Cronin. But I kind of disagree with her that the Bears situation makes it tough for them to find an OC because of not knowing what they're going to do with the quarterback position, but also that Matt Eberflus might be fired at the end of next year should they not uh, play well, right? If they don't win seven games, if they don't make the playoffs, whatever their criteria is, that Matt Eberflus might be fired. And I don't think this is a team that's going to lose a bunch like they did last year. I think they're going to add a bunch of talent because you got a bunch of high draft picks. you got a ton of money to spend. Just adding talent alone made them go from three wins to seven wins this year. So if you add more talent, let's say you win 10 games, that's probably a playoff spot, right? That's probably a, at least a wild card spot, okay? So that's a plus for the Bears. I also believe that if you're coming in and if you take whoever they pick number one overall, whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May or Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, whoever, and you have a successful season with them, Bobby Slowick has only been with the Texans for one year, and he is getting head coaching job interviews yeah. right now. Also, if you turn Justin Fields and unlock this potential, if they do keep Justin Fields and they trade the first pick, and you keep Justin and you unlock this potential that Luke Getze couldn't, you're also going to get consideration for head coaching jobs. Because every year it's like, oh, well, what jobs are going to be open? A quarter of the NFL jobs are open this year. So there's going to be opportunity. I think it's win-win for an offensive coordinator to come in here and take this job. So Courtney says that it will be difficult yeah. for to find someone. Mostly because... You're saying you disagree with that. Mostly because of the Matt Eberflus contract situation. We supposedly think he's got two years left. We don't have a firm thing, but she was reporting four years uh, that his contract is four years, so technically he's got two years left on his deal. But he could be like if they only win five games, if they regress. He's going to get fired next year. Do you have faith that he's going to hit a home run with this hire, with the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I think that there's enough talented offensive coordinators out there that they should be able to get the the the. the no, 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 no. Answer, answer the question. I, I said, think do, they, do you have faith he's going to hit a home run with this hire? I think they can. Yeah, because. Okay. 
you have to hire. I, I, I kind of am leaning towards what Cordino is saying. I, I think that it may be difficult because this situation is weird. You get it, to coach the number one pick potentially. But they didn't. They didn't go in try and upgrade the head coaching position. Yet, if the Bears don't make the playoffs next year, they're clearly on the hot seat. Of course they are, but they also might not be. Like they might not be. They might not. But they, they, you say they potentially the number one pick. It also could potentially be Justin Fields, okay. who at this point has shown us that he's not developing at the level that we thought he would develop to, and he's not an elite quarterback. But if that offensive coordinator can get what Luke Getzey couldn't get out of Justin Fields, and he improves, sure. you instantly promote yourself into a, uh, a position where you could get a head coaching job. Sure. There, there absolutely is a situation that that could take place, but there's also uh, some bigger name coaches out there who have not landed jobs yet. Of course, they have. Who will then be hiring his own staff? I mean, there's multiple guys who may or may not take jobs. Jim Harbaugh is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Belichick out there. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's big Vrabel. names. Well, Vrabel's out there. Dan Quinn's out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's bigger names who have some credentials that are going to get head coaching jobs who need to fill out their staffs too. And but then you, you have Matt Eberflus going against Belichick, Vrabel, those other guys. How can he but isn't it convince intri- someone to come here isn't it enticing over the others? If you go to that meeting and you go, hey, we're probably going to pick someone in the first round, in the, with the first overall pick. We want, your, we want you to help Perhaps. with that. I, you I mean, get your choice of quarterback. I, I think that's why your original idea early in the week for Frank Wright was the best that I've heard. Head coaching experience previously. Mm-hmm. He's a he's an offensive guy. He can help you with the quarterback situation, the pick, or keeping Justin Fields. And he has a rapport with Eberflus from the past. Is that considered a home run? I think so. I think that would be a home run. I think that would be. I think that would be the best fit. I don't know. I think him or Shane Waldron would be home runs. Shane Waldron would be good, too, because he's been talked about for a couple of years now. So I, yeah. I like that as well. But I don't know if I have full confidence that they're going to hit a home run with this. I think the connections are there for Reich. I think it's an easy situation for him to come into because he has been a head coach before. And Iberflus will trust him to handle the offense alone, you know, by himself. And also, you've got a situation where you have potentially working with Justin Fields or the number one overall pick. Here we go. Let's go to Willie on the south side. Willie, Willie. what do you think? Well, you know what? I, I'm I'm really intrigued with Pete Carroll, and I'll tell you why. I mean, he worked with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is like a short Justin Fields. He was very successful uh, with Russell Wilson. They even won a Super Bowl. And this guy, I think, um, Pete Carroll, that would, that would be – just brilliant. I mean, all he has to do is be in charge of the offense, call the offense, work with the quarterback. It's it's like, you know, he he's not working as hard as he was being a head coach at, in Seattle, and and now he's doing this. I think that would be a brilliant move. Okay, Pete Carroll. All right, Willie. Thanks for the phone call. All righty. I don't think Pete Carroll's, on the south side. I don't think Pete Carroll's taking a coordinator job. Offensive I think, coordinator. I think he's getting, he's getting a head coaching job, or he's going to be in the front office for Seattle. He I also agree. suggested to me, and I wish he would have carried it on to you guys. He suggested Pat Fitzgerald as oh. uh, Bears offensive coordinator because of what he did at Northwestern. Defensive coach. That's what I told. Goes him. to the offensive side of the ball with the flat top. Yeah. 
I'm going to not say anything that's going to get me suspended. Patrick in L.A. listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? What's up, man? Behind the scenes question for you. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, who is the voice of ESPN 1000? Who's that? David Kaplan. That voice. Not, not the good karma brand voice. The, 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 the voice. The voice you hear on like the imaging bumpers and everything? Exactly. Doing the stuck-in-traffic voice, all that. Yeah, that's uh, a guy named Jim Cutler. Jim Cutler. Okay. Yeah, yeah he's a, a you, uh, was a, uh, If you look up sorry. who he is, you'll you'll see he's like he's been featured on Comedy Central. He's he's all over the place. He's he's a major uh, voiceover talent. So are you are you all just like constantly is he working from home and you're just sending yeah, him stuff? He, wor- he just, works he works at home. Yeah, he's a voiceover guy that does yeah, stations. He's a professional and, yeah. voiceover guy. He's one of the best Amazing. in the biz. You know, I had a theory for a while. It was a like some sort of plug-in or something, and you, you just kind of went into a microphone and Wizard of Oz out this, uh, you know, voice. Yeah, no, that's but, why I said it. It's, it's Kaplan with a plug-in. It's pa- <laughs> it's, it's Cap with a uh, with a filter. Yeah, great. I missed that. Uh, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thanks, folks. All right. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, Appreciate there it. is. All yeah, calls right. welcome. Yeah, man. all calls welcome. Friday night calls. It's sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Yes, the noise, uh, the voice you hear. The big imaging voice. That's uh, Jim Cutler. That's right. He's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's been the voice uh, on this station for a long time. As long as I can remember. Jordan Merrillville, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Jordan. Hey, how's it going, fellas? How you What's been? What's up, Jordan? Good, man. What's up? Damn. Uh, uh, darn. Um, Adam, what's the what's with the, the somber uh, Oh, no, I just said, what's up, voice? Jordan? Uh, you usually don't call us. You You're usually not calling us. We don't get usually don't get graced with your presence. I, I I called the other night. I was on hold for thirty minutes and never never got on. Dude, we got full phones, man. I don't know what to tell Dude, you. This week has been yeah. wild. this week's been nuts. Wild. Know, A lot of Bears reaction. We I haven't it. seen weeks like this since um, after Cutler got hurt in the NFC Championship game, and people were outraged by that. That's how that's how the crazy the phones this week has been. Hey, that's good. That, that means you guys are making money. That's a good thing. I wish phone calls were tied to my salary, but yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, but uh, the, re- the reason I was calling, I, the, my, it, it, in, in baseball, they have the, the wins above replacements uh, um, uh, stat, right? Yeah. You know, and when I, and when I was thinking about when it comes to, to, to the Bears, you know, I think this, I, I was at home last week sick like everybody else was for like three, four days. And, um, and I was, you know, I did, did, did some math and I was looking at some stats and I was looking at, the, the, I say, I say, I think the one, one way to look at it is the difference between you need to look at it is the difference between Justin Fields' stats in in, in, his, in his 13 games this year and the stats of first round picks that played 13 games or more, you know. And I and, and, and I found something very interesting. And when I and when I looked at it, I found that that the the, the number one, the number one pick there was 15 number one picks. That played thirteen more, thirteen, thirteen or more games. They had a, a, a um, they had a, a, a completion percentage of fifty seven percent on average, thirty one hundred yards on average, eighteen touchdowns, seventeen interceptions, uh, and, and, and seventeen interceptions. And I was looking at it. I said, "Well, Justin Fields was at twenty six hundred yards, fifty nine percent." You know, 17 or 18, 16 touchdowns. I know his interception was down, but it was, you know, the, the, the errors have changed. And, 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 and the point I'm making is, 
is if you look at it like that, is that so we should be we, we should be looking at it, okay well is or, or should we be hitching our wagon to somebody who is replaceable by a one year player or a first year player you know you sh- you should be looking at it okay this guy is almost four years in and he can't even outperform on average top picks in a draft that's played 13 or 13, the same amount of games that he's played. So I just found that interesting. And I was more in the fact that I was just bored and sick at home. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I see what you're saying there, Jordan. You know, so it was, it was just a thought yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, because, you know, we hear it all the time or, well, this, this, the, 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 the rookie can't come in and outperform Justin. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true. The numbers say that, that he's, He's not even performing at average of what 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 a rookie can do, you know. So you know that, that actually, I think that's a, a, a logical way to look at it, you know. And and I, you know, and, and I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, 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 not Adam. Um, Chris. Yeah. I think it's time to move on. Yeah. I think it's time to move on, and you know, and I hope that that's what they do. So good talking to you guys, and uh, enjoy your weekend. Probably. Yeah, you too. Have a good weekend. I, yeah. The thing that I look at is you can paint any picture with the numbers you can say there's potential there you can say justin fields improved uh this past season you can say that other guys have not excelled to that point when they started as rookies yeah three third year quarterback who really the team isn't winning because of i think is the biggest problem that i have with it and it's it's tough because justin fields is a nice kid he's a good teammate Mm -hmm. he's very likable Mm mm-hmm I would love for Fields to be the Bears quarterback for the next 10 years and for him to go to all to be an all pro to go to the Pro Bowl and and to be a guy that takes his team to the playoffs. The problem is he doesn't do that. He doesn't win enough. And when and he struggles when he faces defenses that throw a lot of pressure at him. He can't get out of that. He's in a straitjacket in those situations. So like if you want to be really good against the teams that kind of stink and you want to have your couple of touchdown games and you know run with your legs and score with your legs like the stats i think can be there the problem is when you get to the playoff level and you face top defenses you're always going to struggle with him at quarterback because he doesn't make decisions quick enough in the pocket and that's 38 starts worth we have the data now we we've, we've seen it I wish he could prove it. I wish that he could do it. And I wish he would have done it to this point. Do I think the Bears have a chance where they bring him back and they do have an opportunity to make the playoffs? I think it, it's possible. I just do, I just think that what you find in this year's draft, whoever you go with, there's five names who could be at the top of the board. One of those guys, I guarantee you in the pocket, is going to be able to make quicker decisions than Justin Fields. A couple of them are probably just as athletic maybe as explosive of a athlete mm-hmm. and in the way they play the game. And I know that c- comparisons to Caleb Williams, he did some crazy stuff in college where he's uh, extending plays, moving out of the pocket, running to his side, throwing on the run, throwing down the field, pinpoint accuracy. You know, if, if Caleb Williams passes all of your pre-draft tests, and you are cool with the personality that Caleb Williams is to be the leader of your team, then I think in the pocket, he's going to make quicker decisions. 
than Justin Fields. And unfortunately for Fields fans, that's going to have to be the decision. You're going to have to go with Caleb Williams. Yeah, or whoever it is, right? I think that what we've seen from Justin Fields is that the ceiling... This might not be his ceiling, but his ceiling is not too far off from what we've seen, right? Can he string together games like he had in Atlanta? And we haven't seen that yet. He hasn't backed up a game with another good game. Every time he has a good game, they have something like we saw against the Packers, where the offensive line breaks down. He's got no time to throw. He looks like you said he's in quicksand. He's, he's taking bad sacks. He didn't turn the ball over, but he had a bunch of sacks in that game. A couple of them weren't his fault, but still, you don't want to see that. He's had fumbling issues, which have cost them games. I just think that when you look at the talent coming out of college, if this was last year, like they were doing, and they wanted to get a bunch of picks back, and they wanted to get DJ Moore, and they wanted to help Justin because you know it was, it was their, their year with him, and they're like, listen, we stripped everything down. We still believe in him. They didn't like Bryce Young. For some reason, they didn't like C.J. Stroud. I don't really fault them for that because of what they got in return. And, the, and now they're in this position because of it, right? And maybe Drake May or C.J. Stroud or C.J. Uh, or Caleb Williams could be better than C.J. Stroud, you know? There's nothing. A, a rookie coming into this team should be able to take them to the playoffs. The way this defense is set up, if you draft Caleb Williams one and Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors nine, this should be a playoff team because then you can still spend money, you can add, you can do whatever. If you trade back to three and you take Jaden Daniels and you take Roma Dunze at, at nine and you give, recoup a second round pick, this team should still make the playoffs this year. Here's what made this opinion crystal clear in my mind Justin Fields improved this last season. But then when you look at what happened with Jordan Love from Thanksgiving till the end of the year, getting the Packers into the playoffs, since Thanksgiving, Jordan Love threw 16 touchdowns mm-hmm. in one interception. 16 touchdowns in one interception Absolutely. for Jordan Love in his first full season as starter for the Green Bay Packers. That's where I look at the field situation and say something's not clicking for fields it clicked halfway through this season jordan love was struggling and then at thanksgiving he throws three touchdowns the packers beat the lions 29 22 and from that point on he only throws one more pick the entire year and throws 15 more touchdowns he he, he's fantastic in the final two months of the season. And he developed into the quarterback we were hoping Fields to develop into. And I think that's where it's become obvious that Fields is just not going to be that caliber of a player. Is his floor very high? Yeah, I think it is. I don't think Fields is a bust. And I think when the right situation, great defense, smart head coach, you can win a lot of games with Justin Fields as your yeah. quarterback. But to get to the elite level as a team, mm-hmm. I don't know if Fields is necessarily the guy. Looking at C.J. Stroud and looking what Jordan Love is doing this year in their first years as full starters, I know Jordan Love got to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. You don't have that situation here. You can't draft a quarterback and have them sit behind Justin Fields. There's a little what? bit of a difference between Aaron Rodgers and Justin Fields. Let me ask and you saying, this. Hold on one second. And saying, oh, well, Mahomes sat too. Alex Smith took them to the playoffs. Alex Smith was a good quarterback that year. He, w- he 
Patrick Mahomes didn't need to yeah. start because they were a playoff team with Alex Smith. What's better experience, playing in games or sitting on the sidelines? Playing in games. Yes. So for those who want to tout that Mahomes sat for a year and Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers, and that's the reason they succeed. You want to know why they'd succeed? Because they're damn good football players. Yeah. And CJ Stroud there, didn't sit behind anybody. He played. Right. And, and like... To me, that it's just crazy that Bears fans want more time of development with Fields when it's mm-hmm. like Jordan Love's out there for one season. He put it together, guys. If CJ Stroud saw it, he beat your ass twice. If CJ Stroud was on this team, they'd be in the playoffs. They're a better team than the Texans overall. They have a better defense. They got better weapons. Quinton in Homefield, Homewood. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Quinton? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Quickly. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we got you. Go ahead, man. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, so I just, I'm sorry, but it just kind of bothers me whenever I hear people who know the game speak as if they don't know the game. And I think you guys know the game. You guys know that a player does not elevate a team. And I will just use quarterbacks who we like to compare him to, right? We love to compare young quarterbacks, right? You say Jordan Love, who's his quarter, who's his coach. You say Brock Purdy, who's his coach. You say Tua, who's his coach. You say Texans, Stroud, who's his coach. What is the system? McVay take whatever quarterback he gets because we all thought Jared Goff was mediocre, but they got to a Super Bowl. They got Matthew Stafford, who we thought was, uh, what, what was the nickname? Pat Stafford, because he just patted his stats in Detroit. They got a Super Bowl. The thing that we all know matters for quarterback development and quarterback impact, and I will throw in Lamar Jackson, because he's the type of quarterback that Justin is. I'll throw in Jared, uh, Josh Allen, excuse me, because he's the type of quarterback that Justin is. And what was the difference? His offense. When Debo left, the Bills was on their way, not about to make the playoffs. They fired their OC midseason and turned things around. You need a system, a play caller who knows how to call games, but more importantly, who knows how to simplify the game for the quarterback. These quarterbacks are not coming into the league like Peyton Manning. That's, those days are just over. And so you need an office, a system, and a coach who understands how to simplify the game. If you ask about C.J. Stroud's coaching, anybody in the NFL will tell you the offensive coordinator went to Ohio State to get information about what C.J. Stroud did at Ohio State so the game can be simple for the rookie. In Chicago, we put Justin in the pocket and told him, pat the ball, read your progressions, look at four people, and then make a play, and don't get sacked. And if you're about to get sacked, Quentin, did you did you watch the Bears' offense last year? All they did was they ran Fields first, and then they moved him out of the pocket. That's all they did last Quentin, year. He said he wanted Not, to be. He said he wanted to be in the pocket this year. He said that. And he that's said it. Fine that he wants to be in the pocket, but we want to win games. Also, Peyton Manning led the league him. in interceptions his first year. Yes, he did. Exactly. So you're helping me make my point. No, I know. I'm saying he needs time, but we've he's had three seasons. Yeah, I mean, 
Quentin, how much time can, are we can you agree give that the the, the three, okay, wait, last wait, 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 two I'm months sorry, of sorry. Jordan Love has looked totally different than what Justin Fields? I can agree that LaFleur helped make Jordan Love better as the season progressed. They have an offensive system that's better because we saw the same system when it was Aaron Rodgers, and it didn't look no different. Guys found a way to be wide open somehow. The play concepts were better. Meanwhile, we watched Justin without a blitz beater, and we say it's his fault, but if there's no blitz beater within the play, how is it his fault? He's throwing a pass on third and one where Darnell Mooney is supposed to run a pick route, and instead he has to account for a blitzer who's coming to stop Justin from getting the first down when his mind is on a pick route. Tell me what offensive coach is good at their job when their wide receiver don't know to block the person that's right in front of him before he runs his rub route. So it's these little things that it's easy to say, you know, he's standing back there, he's not making quick decisions. No. If the design of the plays aren't allowing you to make quick decisions, then you can't just put that on the quarterback. I get that, you know, I get it. It all looks good every other place. All right, but we, we got you. Chicago, Thank you, Quentin. You know, all right, guys. Thanks, yeah. for, talk, thanks, thanks for letting man. me uh, yap. <laughs> no worries. Appreciate you. Have a good night, all right? There's, there's Quentin in home. You can still go back to years when Deshaun Watson was on an awful – Texans team with no weapons, the worst offensive line in football, and still led the league in yards. Like, there's guys that just have it. There's guys that learn it on the job. And I think we've given Justin Fields enough time learning on the job that when you have the number one overall pick, it's time to consider moving on. He's an okay quarterback. Yeah. He's not trash. We're just asking for a little more. And if the Bears get a little more at that position, they're a playoff team. And we're not sitting here on a Friday night before Wild Card Weekend talking about mm-hmm. what could happen at quarterback when we could be previewing a game where the Bears are hosting because they elevated the, their play to a certain point where they've got a game at Soldier Field this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what we're saying here. Mike and Lombard, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. I tell you, that last call is right on. I, 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 you amaze me, guys. It's like you don't understand football. I mean... There's there's a line for a reason. Uh, you could say that these other quarterbacks. It's it's. I'm, I'm laughing when I hear you say these guys. You know when these one game he's great. Uh, you, oh, I was at the Green Bay game with my son. Mm-hmm. The play calling was so bad. And when you look at Jordan Love, Jordan Love on the Bears would have been terrible. And let's not even go back the last couple years when you bring up. Well, he's had three years. You can't even count those years. And here's why: if you look at Trevor Lawrence or. or um, not Josh Allen, but Jalen Hurts. They, when they're under pressure, they're not good, guys. Watch the games. And Jordan Love at that game on, on, on Green Bay, he, those deep passes, there weren't that many. I'm a third and five quick passes. And when you look at uh, guys like Brady, even, who was the best at this, I seen him against the Bears defense in 19, yelling at his offensive line. They're doing quick passes. That's why he got that guy fired. When you said, well, before I called, you said he, he did great against Atlanta, and then he gets the team with a good defense, and he's terrible. What do you think? There's other quarterbacks are jumping over him and flying? No, they're getting sacked too. Or the coordinator is doing quick quick passes. How about screens? You don't get he does none of them. So 
Gretzy only calls screens. What are you talking about? Like people were so mad at Gretzy no, because he called. Side, I'm not talking. I'm not talking the side to side garbage with fifty percent side to side, but behind the line screens. I'm talking normal screens, and you guys know what I'm talking about. You're blaming Justin Fields, and if if you really believe what he did, and it's not just one game, the Detroit game when you said C.J. Stroud would would have taken us to the playoffs this year and won those games. Detroit, seventeen points in the fourth quarter was the defense. Denver, that was that had nothing to do with field. Oh, that was the defense seventeen. How about Getsky when when he played Denver, Detroit? Denver was, was Denver was Fields. He turned the ball over twice in the fourth quarter, okay, and it resulted okay, in that, scores. That's my point. Think about that. How could you say he scored twenty eight points in that game? The defense gave him seventeen in the fourth. You know how many times I watched Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence has twice as many fumbles as Fields. You probably don't know that. I but do his know defense that. wins those games. Absolutely, look it up. Trevor Lawrence has more fumbles than Fields, but you don't know it because he wins because of his defense. I just said so I you're did blaming know it. Fields. What? I just said I did know it. Yeah. So, so anyone who has brings up the fact that Justin Fields cost us that Denver game is bizarre. And the Detroit game, everyone saw that last drive. Getsy to Herbert when he came off an injury. Up the middle, up the middle, and 70-yard bomb. It's almost like, again, I could just go with from Atlanta game to Green Bay. The Atlanta game, you look at that game, he's phenomenal. Now, if, you, if, if he had that Green Bay game and Getsy would have adjusted, we beat Green Bay. Nine points? That has nothing to do with fields, guys. I mean, I get it. If, if, if he's playing against Atlanta and throwing three, four interceptions, my God, you, 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 you guys act as if. Well, he doesn't he throw the ball. Like, That's why he doesn't throw interceptions. He threw it. Okay. He threw that's, 16 okay, times against threw, the Packers. You, you, that's not on him, guys. That's the play calling. We watched it. I, I think he some was, of it was on him. He took five sacks. Okay, and Jordan Love had one. He had three pressures. Fields had uh, 12. So if he had 12 pressures and he had one for three, he's got four sacks. So you guys, you guys are mad because we lost. We lost the last three games. Well, it's simple to say it's the quarterback, but if you can if you can break it down like your last caller, anybody understands who understands football knows that 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 has nothing to do with Fields, or else he would not be able to play the way he plays, and we all watch it. Phenomenal. Twice Let me ask you this. Detroit. Let me ask you this. Thirty-eight games. How many game-winning drives has Fields had in the fourth quarter? Well. Well, it's more than you guys think. It's three. It's three. How we many? How many comebacks? Do you count? Has, wait. Do you guys count Denver when he put? Do you count Denver when he put us in field goal range and the and the coach decided not to kick the field goal? Games. I'm not saying it was those a bad games. decision. How many fourth quarter comebacks does he have? How many fourth quarter comebacks? Okay. How many times did he come against? Uh, come back against Miami, but the defense gave him gave him another touchdown. How many comebacks in the fourth quarter does he have? Well, do you count that? Just I'm counting, yeah, out of 38 starts. Okay, so 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 he lost 35 to 31 against Miami. So when Miami scored, he scored. Miami came back again. He came back again. Miami came back again. He came back again. Okay. No other quarterback. I'll give you the Dolphins down. game. Oh, I'll give you what? the Dolphins game from last year. I agree. Okay. He played really well. In right. That game. Well. Okay. Well. Look, I don't have those stats. I can. Two. Uh, you know, I, I didn't on that. But I'm telling two. you, two, two. But it's probably more than you think. More than you think. Okay. Look, guys, you can keep picking up these 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 individual stats. That's what you're doing. Then, what? But 
No, I'm not. I'm saying. I'm saying. All right, Mike. The we, reason. We go. Thank you, Mike. All right, all right, guys. See you later. There you go. There's Mike in Lombard. If you want to join us, you can call us at 312-332-3776. All calls welcome. Friday night calls sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. It's a Friday night. All calls welcome. It's brought to you by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Tito's Handmade Vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. It's time for the Tito's Handmade Vodka cocktail of the night, Abdallah. Mm. You know, uh, we're, we're creeping into January. We have playoff action this weekend, so it's never a bad time to... To hit up some of the cocktails from the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, they're very good, right? So tonight it's the Tito's Merry Mule. All right. Uh, it's a drink that's merry and bright. can bring all your holiday cocktail hours to uh, be quite delicious. Just add Tito's, a splash of cr- cranberry, and a dash of cheer. Uh, here's the ingredients for the Merry Mule, the Tito's Merry Mule. Uh, two ounces of Tito's handmade vodka, three ounces of ginger beer, a half ounce of cranberry juice, a splash of fresh lime juice, and two dashes of orange bitters. And there you go. The Tito's Merry right. Mule. And we have it here in studio. Ooh, the lime really, really hits. I like it. I love any drink that has cranberry, any yeah. drink that has lime. Hint I of lime it. is great. The bitters really, it, it eases the sweetness of it, too. It's good. <sighs> Yeah, it's delicious. So there you go. The uh, Merry Mule. I know usually you go with a, a drink that's holiday themed in this December. Is my, tree, but my tree's still up. Your tree's still up. A lot of people have their holiday parties in January. And uh, yeah, why not? The snow's falling today yeah. around Chicagoland. Mm-hmm. So, of course. So there you go. The Tito's Cocktail of the Night. And thank you to Tito's Handmade Cocktail for uh, sponsoring. All calls welcome and Friday night calls with Black Ham Doll here on ESPN yeah, 1000. Definitely needed after a couple of those. Your tree is still up? Yeah. What is wrong with you? I haven't had time to take it down yet and take it to the, the, the throw it out. This weekend? Are, are you yeah, going to tackle yeah, that? This weekend, yeah. It's going to be Get together. your sure. act together. Yeah. You Don't sure? Worry about my You're tree. making sure it's this weekend? It's going to be this weekend. During football? Tomorrow? It's gonna be. It's gonna be this week. Thursday during uh, Sunday during football. It's in my living. It's in my living room where my TV is. What difference does it make? Well, we want to make sure you get it out of the place. I mean, I took mine down and put it in the alley, and boom, gone. Yeah, I'll take mine it's down. The best part about living we'll in take, Chicago. We'll take off all the decorations and walk it down the stairs. Yeah, I actually. This is how I attacked it last weekend. So we were on the air until one o'clock. Mm-hmm. We had the pre pre show, mm-hmm. right? Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then the Bears played at three twenty five, yeah. Bears Packers. So I got home. Yeah. And I said, We have a window of opportunity. But there were other games on. They were on. They were on in the room. What I'm saying is That's what I'm doing. I was like, there's a window of opportunity. This sucker has to be out down the, the stairs and into yeah. the alley. Before the Bears game starts, yeah. so we're getting all these decorations off. Yeah, and I'm taking this tree out. No, we've got a. Uh, and I felt great this week that the tree's gone. It's wonderful. Yeah. All the decorations are gone. Good Monday night uh, football uh, deadline. 
And then you store everything yeah. in the basement, and well, you're the thing all is, set. My, my garbage doesn't come until Tuesday, so I've got until Monday night to take it out. And then the garbage <sighs> will come on Tuesday and well, take I'm it. Ju- I'm just saying, it's uh, I, I saw a window of opportunity, and I took yeah. it. Stephen Hegwish, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Steve? Hey, guys. How are you tonight? We're good. Good, yeah. My question for you is just, Ryan Poles, Matt Everflus, are they willing to put their careers with the Bears on the line by keeping field? You pass on Stroud, and now you potentially pass on the first pick with a quarterback, and we get the same result next year. Even Maybe we have a great defense, but it's about wins. It's about getting to the playoffs. If we're here again, 8-9, and 7-10, and they can't justify it anymore. And I think getting rid of Getsy does say that they are going to look at that number one pick with a quarterback. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, I do think, too, Steve, thanks for the call, is that, um, like, I would say that Ryan Poles would buy himself more time if he drafted a quarterback in the first round. But Ryan Pace was fired right after drafting Fields. Yeah, that's true. They gave him one year, and it didn't work, and they, they fired him. Next year's a big year. Yeah. For Poles, for Eberflus, for the entire group. If they don't make the playoffs, neither of them are Kevin Warren guys. Yeah. You kind of have to start winning. Mm-hmm. Kevin Warren didn't seem like he was thrilled that the Bears are not in the playoffs this weekend. No. Murph, on the northwest side, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Murph. Guys, I just want to say, for young guys, you know football. You're very patient. Thank the you, The caller before, before the last caller... He just kept trying to talk over you like a lot of guys do. The fact about Fields, great kid or whatever. But the point <laughs> is, me. when you go to a game on TV, he doesn't look as bad as he really is. You guys you guys see the games. Yeah. When you're out there, he does not see the open receiver. He holds the ball too long. He has it down by his waist. He doesn't have his up by his ear and let go. It's, it's just a shame how these guys want to keep the kid. Like you said, he's only come through three times. He's not a closer. When he gets back down and we need to score, everybody knows he's not gonna, he can't come through. There's a couple of guys on the golf course, experts, I won't mention their names, but they'll say, the problem is, Murph, you got a running back playing quarterback. It, it, three years, like you two guys said, it's not going to happen. You, you got to go, go the other way. I, I agree with you. I'll hang up, but thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, Murph. Thanks. We appreciate it. I'd say this. I wouldn't go that far. Justin Fields is a decent quarterback. He's not a running back. He's a quarterback. Absolutely. We're talking about something that gets us to the next level. That's where we see Jordan Love taking the Packers to the playoffs. We see C.J. Stroud, rookie season, a team that was supposed to be the worst team in football to the playoffs in his rookie year. I'll tell you this. That's what we're talking about. If, if, If Carolina had been better and this wasn't the first overall pick... I don't think this is. We a would not be having these conversations. I'm with you. It would be take a left tackle, yeah. Take a wide receiver, build around Justin. But you have there's so much involved when taking a new quarterback. One, if you're Ryan Poles, you can reset your clock and you can say, hey, if I draft a quarterback, I'll probably get to hire another head coach if Iberflus doesn't work next year. If the quarterback plays well, like if Frank Wright comes in here as the offensive coordinator and the, and the offense is playing well, but it's the defense that suffers this time, then you could see Matt Iberflus out. Maybe Frank Reich takes the job as head coach. Maybe they find someone else, right? Also, you reset your financial situation. You get, you pay this quarterback the first overall pick 
absolutely nothing against the cap. Not literally nothing, but you know what I'm trying to say here. Whereas Justin Fields, you got to pick up the fifth-year option. It's not a lot, but he's going to get $40 million in two years. A year. Yeah, and that's where you look at this whole situation. If the Bears did not have the number one pick, I don't think we're we're saying no. that they need to move off of Justin Fields. If the Bears were picking just the, the spot that they're at, in the top 10, ninth overall, eighth overall, it's their pick. We're not drafting a quarterback there. It's only because you have an opportunity to take the best player in the draft. That's why you need to move on. Yeah. That's why you need to do this. It's only because of the situation. It's never been Caleb or Justin or Drake May or Justin. It's because you have this situation. They're not equal. One is going to need a, a very highly priced multi-year deal in two years. And one is going to be very cheap for the next five years. It's Black Doll. All calls welcome. Friday Night Calls. Sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. <laughs> Uh, what do you wonder what? Um, no, what? No. Uh, Go ahead. Here's sir. a thing. Go ahead. I think that this is the first time in a long time that the Sagittarius, Gemini, and the Taurus, myself, are in alignment. Oh, no. On this field thing. And the funny <laughs> thing is that all the things that you've been echoing, I've been saying for three years. Now, it took a little longer for you guys to get on the, uh, the train, but you got you because you're smart enough to realize what we're dealing with. Now, look. To the Justin Field justifiers, which was the way I coined the phrase, okay? I'm the one that came up with that phrase. He did. Uh, yep. About 10 months ago, and somebody else used it on your show, and I said, hey, whoa, daddy before you start plagiarizing, I think you should cite your sources. That's what a good journalism do- a journalist does. But I digress. Okay, I'll give you a free pass because I like that person. But just let's know, I'm the one that came up with the Justin Field justifiers because Who the way it? I Mitchell, actually, name actually, names. Who said, name it? Names Who said it? Name names. Nope, nope, nope. No. I, I, uh, Tell us it was Shane. Tell us like it was person. Tyler. Who said it? Uh, okay, go with your first intuition, and I say it's affirmative. Okay, Shane! now keep on. Okay? Now, here's my point. Is that with I'm Justin Field. walking around the house hanging dong. Thank you, Shane Norling. Yeah, go ahead, okay, Mitchell. So Sorry. The fact is that Justin Fields, in three seasons, has gone 6-11, and 3-14, and, and, and of course now 7-10. and 10. He's won 10 games in three years. Now, your points that you bring up are valid. They have depth. They, look, Justin Fields is the worst-rated quarterback in the fourth quarter. For those justifiers in Justin Fields, he's the worst passer in the division. He's the worst passer division three years in a row. And by the way, to, to the, to, I challenge you. I challenge you. You're backing by the neophytes to challenge me on this. The Bears in the last three years are last in the division. Where's the progress, daddy The progress is that you can't go from last in the division and expect to be in the playoffs when you're last in the division three years in a row. And that's exactly what you're trying to convey to that idiot that you spent ten minutes on. Because they have this fantasy. Because here's the thing. I like Bobby Avellini. But guess what? He was a bad quarterback. You know, uh, Steve Stenson was a really nice personality. He just couldn't play from Stanford. Then you have a guy called Cordell Stewart who was really super nice. I'm talking the sweetest person you ever met, right, next to Walter Payton. He, just, he was a great uh, slash player but couldn't play quarterback when he came to the Bears. And you have to divorce yourself from the nice guy narrative versus 
progressions in terms of prog- uh, uh, production in passing yards. Sure. The, if the Bears went from the fourth and then they elevated up to the third, I'd be like, okay, that's a start. But that's not that's not what happened. Okay, that's not what happened. And to your fabulous Neil fights, right? They refuse to look at those things. The Bears have not gone to the. How many times has Justin Fields taken the Bears to the playoffs? Zero. How many times has Justin Fields elevated the Bears in a division to go from fourth to any other place? Zero. You're dealing with the law of diminishing returns. It's your vapid-minded centennials. You're too stupid to understand that. And let me tell you something, Black Annabella. You're finally on the track, and that is the the bottom line. Thank you, Mitchell. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you. There he is, Mitchell in the Spice. We will have good question coming up next. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Thank you, Sean Graney, and to Kevin Zipak for producing tonight's show. Black and Abdallah will return on Monday night at 6 o'clock. Right here on ESPN 1000. No, we won't. There'll be an NBA game on. We'll be back on Tuesday night. I'm glad you reminded me. MLK Day. You're right. Everyone's <laughs> off on Monday. So there you go. <laughs> Let's get to the good one. You ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. Don't interrupt me, okay? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? How can you ask me a question like that? I'm on Burgundy. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? When a host asks a question and the guest says good or great question, we score a point. New season, New 2024. Season. Here we go. But do they put him back in the lineup and just let him play? Try to, to up his value? Or is that the straight question? It, it, I mean, it decreases his value when he plays. I'm sorry. Jason, when you look at how you expect this Waddle. game to unfold. Tommy um, Five You have the youngest chance. team in the National Football League that needs to win and get in. We have a team here that doesn't have any playoff opportunity, but they're playing with a lot of confidence and they're playing with a mentality that I think that is pretty dangerous to young, inexperienced teams. What do you expect to to unfold up in Lambeau on Sunday afternoon? Do you believe that the pressure will be a little too much for a young team in the Packers? That's a great question, Waddle, and I'm not just saying that because I want you to like me better than Tausch. I will tell you, Tracy, I need to know about Wednesday and Thursday, though. When does it clear out? Yeah. Okay, good question. Do you think, do you know, did the Bears reach out to either Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel, gauge their interest in coaching the team in the last 48 hours? It's a great question. 12 inches, is that possible on Friday? What's happening with Belichick? (laughs) It's a great question. This is where I think you you have to ask yourself the question. Are these comfortable decisions? Or are these the right decisions? Because they have access to things that hopefully they won't going forward and things that they have in the past. And by that, I mean at the quarterback position, you do have the number one overall selection in a year where it's supposed to be a quarterback-rich draft. And now you have access to, to a coaching you know, crew, potential coaches, that maybe don't exist 
that class doesn't exist in, in other years. Jim Harbaugh is not going to be available next year. Right. You know, uh, Mike Vrabel is not going to be available next year. So I guess my question to you is, are they making decisions that are comfortable versus making decisions that actually make them a better franchise? Uh, that's a great question. I, I turned to Waddle and I said that Ryan Poles grew up in that Kansas City Chiefs organization. And he watched that whole organization get turned around because of Andy Reid. What? Why, why do you believe that Ryan Poles thinks that Matt Eberflus is his Andy Reid? Um, that's a good question. But if you're going to upgrade well, your Waddle, roster, and for good man, reason, whether it's at center or the technique or the guy Waddle on the other side and of Montez Silvey, Sweat, why wouldn't you also consider, if you had the access to guys and the resources, why wouldn't you consider an upgrade at the head coaching spot as well? It's a great I mean, question. Give us something that you didn't already know about the Bears based on the press conference that you attended. Is there something that you didn't know? Huh, that's a great question. Wow. Um, You're rising up the charts of the Black and Abdallah. Great question. That's a third one this week. Well, I don't know why you're saying that right now. I I can't wait to see the person who tracks all of those things uh, tag me on Twitter. I didn't know that was a thing until recently. So, And thanks for the pat on the the head, Cap. I appreciate that. No, you are not (laughs) on the leaderboard. It's always been Waddle number one. All of a sudden, here comes Jonathan Hood every other Mm -hmm. day. It's great question, Jonathan. Boom. What's the scoreboard? Uh, Waddle has three, Hood has three, Sylvie has two. Wow, what a start to the season. We'll talk to you later. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago.